Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Welcome back to the cafe for a special edition of the Hallmark Cafe. And it is a mystery meat, M-E-E-T, edition. Oh, I love the way you spelled that. That was clever. (laughs) Clever. And why are we calling it, why are we doing a mystery meat? Well, you know, uh, we we uh, we needed a podcast this week. <laughs> we decided to. It's a quota. We, yeah, um, it's a quorum. It's a it's a it's actually a pond. Well, we decided oh. that we uh, wanted to continue last uh, last year in our first year of the podcast. We covered the way home. Uh, we um, talked about it a lot. In fact, we did every episode, and rightly so because it was stunning. It was a great debut for Hallmark. Right. Tons of. Uh, audience and numbers and and frankly just a lot of enjoyment it's a mystery and it's a time travel it's a mystery and it, even though it's a time it's travel, a family mystery. drama and it's all of those things it's, it's beautiful. kind of like a is it a mystery uh time travel kind fantasy what is it fantasy uh, fantasy family drama but definitely a time tra- uh, mystery. not to be confused with fa- fantasy island it's <laughs> a fantasy pond. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's definitely a mystery. So we thought, you know, it's not on movies and mysteries, but we're going to do it anyway. And oh. and of course, last year when we talked about the show, it was paired with some other movie in a regular episode. Right. But right. we thought we'd give it its own episode. Yes. Yeah, so uh, every week we're going to do a short catch up podcast on the way home, uh, which is really so appropriate for a cafe catch up. Catch up. <laughs> Wait, waiter, can I have more ketchup? <laughs> okay, so uh, season two, episode one, The Way Home, we've been waiting a year. Can you believe it was like a year ago that we watched Talk this? about time travel. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, let's get right into it. As I said, this is going to be short, so talk really fast. Okay, this the, is called... Give me some ingredients. <laughs> this is season two, episode one, The Space Between, apparently named after a Dave Matthews song. And remember, we were into country in the 90s, so I don't remember... The songs from way back then that were pop. But anyway, it's uh, based after... Remember, last season, all the episodes were named after a song. That's right. So they're still continuing of, the tradition. Of which I think we knew one <laughs> song. That, yeah, maybe so. I but they're know. good. We enjoyed them. Come on, so. give us a country stuff. Anyway, so this was uh, directed by Grant Harvey, who directed last year's first episode. Okay. So he's back in the director's uh, chair. Written by Alexandra Clark. The composer is still Keith Power. Cinematographer Tom Best, editor Daniel Sadler, and the production designer Rupert Lazarus. Is he the one that designed the pond? I don't know. I don't. I think that was done by Pond Five. Pond Five. So <laughs> funny. Uh, so um, you know, it's really interesting because it's been a long time since it's been on. But you know, you can catch up on all the episodes of season one on Hallmark Movies now Correct. with no commercials. I know, which is we, which is really great. The way we do it. So uh, if you want to catch up in ketchup, if you want to catch, ketchup in this episode so far, would you like some mustard <laughs> with that ketchup? If you want to catch up gonna be in a with the seasons, uh, go go watch them there on Hallmark Movies Now. And uh, we 
we we don't work for Hallmark. <laughs> we don't we don't get any compensation for we pitching don't work their for product. A ketchup but, company know, or anything? No, like not that. Heinz. Not, no, none of those guys. No, none of them. So let me give you the recipe for this episode. Um, now, I just want to preface this by saying I've I've read a lot of comments about it, and people have commented how it seems slow. You know, nothing really happened, but in actuality, it's very normal. If you go back and watch season one, episode one. Not a whole lot happens there for a while. You know, it's a very... Because they're establishing characters. And so they kind of, in any series, they have to do that again, especially when new people might be jumping on. Right. And so they do take some time to get you back in the swim of things, if I may say that. Mm. So now, and also, I just want to preface this by saying, if you don't want to know anything about the episode, go watch it first and then come back and listen to it because it's the only time we break our rule of no real spoilers because there's no way to, to talk about this without there's talking no about way. what happens. Yeah, you have to. Now, obviously, none of us know how the whole season is going to end up. None of us. Well, maybe however, Alexander Clark does. Well, none of us. Oh, oh us. Yeah. So, uh, however, it's really fun to try to guess ahead of time. Because nobody would ever know, you know, we'll have to have people come to our Facebook group and start spinning theories. And we thought we'd we'd do this on a weekly basis so yeah. we'd avoid uh, playing uh, ketchup. Oh, gee. Enough with the ketchup. Oh, sorry. Okay, so the recipe for this episode, it opens at the pond uh, where a young barefoot boy walks up to the edge and takes the hand of an elderly woman who says to him, the pond takes you where... It wants you to go. We've heard that before. And uh, I believe Elliot said that in the current, know. you know, in last in season one. Mm-hmm. So we think that this little boy is Jake, though we never see his face. Um, but she also says, you have to stay here for now. So, you know, that's like, okay, I'm not sure why she must like him. Like they, maybe they have, don't have any children and they need him. I, don't, I know. don't know. But you know, back in the 1800s, they needed as many workers on the farm as they could get. That's true. So, uh, we think it's Jake, uh, but, um, you know, most likely, but nothing in the way home ever runs true to what we think. That we it's found out. It's always going to be different because they're going to set you up to think one thing and then, boop, they bait and switch mm-hmm. and suddenly you're on a different show. So, uh, and what fun would that be for the writers if they, if they could, we could all easily guess, you know, what it was. So I'm guessing, I don't know. Uh, back in the present, we pick it up right where it left off in season one with Kat trying to tell Dell that she knows what happened to Jacob. But Dell is having none of it. So Kat heads down to the half-frozen pond and jumps in. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's that, that would be my, that would be okay. my first instinct right yeah, there. Yeah, no. And yeah. she doesn't even bring a towel. No. Okay. Uh, now... Um, they, they do such a great job with the with the the uh, set deck on this. I mean, oh with the, yeah, the, the production design and everything. Production design is amazing. Rupert Lazarus. It's a half frozen pond. Mm-hmm. It looks half frozen. Uh, it looks bleak. And uh, now I was really looking closely. You can see that it definitely wasn't winter when they did well, this because so you, think. you can no you can see that mm-hmm. it's you know I mean obviously they're not going to have your star they, they jump did, into thirty degree water. Plus they did shoot this in the summer. So, right. Yeah. But they did a really good job on this. I really would like to ask them how they created the ice. I mean, my thought was uh, like a big green tarp, <laughs> like a green screen <laughs> that tarp That would be low-budget ice. That would be very yeah, low-budget ice. And then they project it. But maybe it's just big hunks of tarp with, you know, spray foam. I don't know how they did it. I'd like I don't know, know why you're worried really about this. I'm not worried. Okay. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Mm-hmm. I can wonder. You can wonder. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, she jumps into the pond. 
And, but the pond isn't isn't having any of it. <laughs> no, it spits the her back out. The pond has a mind of its own. Yes, it spits her back out. Uh, so uh, she's going up and down. And Alice gets there just in time, follows her, uh, gets there just in time to see her go under and then not come back up right away. So she jumps in. Like, that's the first right. rule. If you see somebody drowning, unless you can see them, don't jump in. Right. Um, but uh, especially in the winter. So I applaud it, but... You know, she ends up getting stuck under the ice. It's very dramatic. It is, yeah. Uh, Cat comes up and says, where'd you go? Goes under, finds her. She's half dead. And but now, this, spoiler alert, she actually, she's not dead yet. <laughs> she doesn't die at this time. She does live. She doesn't die at this time, which is actually a line from The Princess Bride. Oh. So it's really funny. Uh, that's not any kind of script. It's just me saying that. No. So, no. So a cat saves her. And they make a pact to stay in the present and out of the pond, especially in the winter. Uh, of course, this pact lasts about six months. But, yeah, that's pretty good. Fast forward to summer, and we find out what's been happening in Port Haven. Elliot is still away somewhere and sending back postcards. Kat is now the editor-in-chief of the Herald, and Dell has a lot more bees. I was going <laughs> to... In her bonnet. <laughs> uh, the screen said seven months later. Remember it said I thought that. it was six months. Seven. Was it seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't have my glasses yeah. on. Okay. Alice, Alice is... Then heading. how can I trust the rest All of the right, synopsis? Yeah. Alice, I can't read it right now. <laughs> Alice, is, Alice is heading to the U.S. to stay the summer with Dad. Anyway, uh, they introduce a new character, uh, Evelyn Goodwin, who is the oldest citizen. Well, not anymore because she dead. No. She dead. <laughs> she dead. <laughs> she dead now. <laughs> She's dead now. That should have been the name of the episode. <laughs> we've, we've lost Diane. She's fallen, <laughs> she's fallen out of her chair. This is late night for us, folks. It's 8 o'clock. No. Uh, okay. She's back. Right. She's back. Okay. <laughs> I lost my microphone. Okay. <laughs> now I'm crying and I can't see the words. Okay. So... <laughs> Are we really going to keep this? No, you got, now you're going. <laughs> you're stuck now. with this because I'm not making any edits in this episode. So you got to go for it. Okay. <laughs> that was the challenge. Can we do this without editing? That's right. All right. So um, where where was I? She uh, did now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Shouldn't have done that. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> All right. Thanks, Michael. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it. You can make it. While Diane wrestles with her uncontrolled laughter, let me talk about, you know, the other thing. About, nobody's enjoying this. Okay, no, nobody. The other thing about this episode was the grim nature of this episode. I'm trying to get things serious now. Okay, it's very yeah. grim. Tell me a sad story. Yeah, very grim. Oh, gosh. Uh, somebody dies. Uh, and uh, All right, I'm, I'm back. Okay. okay, she's back. So uh, Evelyn Goodwin is. <laughs> oh, come on. <sighs> okay, that's a good thing we're not in church or anything. And I wouldn't be able to. I'm working it. with the Harvey Corman of podcasts here. <laughs> no, so. just Carol Burnetted me. <laughs> okay, all right. They're all kind of sad that she's passed away, but she lives in this huge mansion, right? And uh, and lo and behold, she has left uh, some historical boxes through her will, and she bequeathed them to uh, the Herald. So Cat goes over, and Dell goes with her to pick them up. And the big thing that happens is that she moves a couple of boxes and hanging on the wall is this huge portrait uh, that under at the bottom says, My Catherine, and it's cat in period 1800 clothing. Right. So looking very sublime and cheerful. Looks, and she looks happy. Kind of in love, actually. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she, she, it startles her because, well, two reasons. 
it's herself. (laughs) True. And she knows because of that, she must go back. Yeah. Darn. (laughs) Shucks, I thought I was... (laughs) Okay. So Elliot returns now. He's looking very fit, very tan. Somewhat tan. Claims to have been to the Caribbean. Trimmed beard and his white pirate shirt. Oh, not pirate it's a pirate shirt. shirt? Well, you know, those blousy, white, flowing, really sexy kind of shirts. I'm going to get you. Yeah, I need one of those. So Immediately. Um, so uh, he comes back and, you know, you can tell there's a lot of electricity there, but Kat's like, not going there. You know, you left, buddy. Yeah, I, Missed your shot. That's right. it. So uh, there's a lot of juxtaposition in this episode, uh, partly to move some story along and partly to kind of reacquaint the audience or acquaint people who haven't watched it yet uh, to the whole time travel character continuum mm-hmm, that they've got mm-hmm. going on. And so without spoiling the very end of it uh, this time, we are left to wonder uh, what's going to happen to Cat. You know, how is Elliot involved in this uh, this time? And who's the mysterious man lurking in the shadows watching Colton and young Elliot one night? In the past. In the past, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's where we spin some theories, as Aurora Teagarden would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Jacob at the beginning? Could it actually be Elliot? That was kind of one of our first thoughts. Yeah. Was you mean Elliot, the little the kid? The little kid, yeah. Oh. But I don't know if that makes sense because he would have revealed that, don't you think? Because he would have had to have gone back to the past when he was a little kid. He doesn't really reveal much. I don't think, I know, but I I think he would have said, you know, to the girls, you're doing this, I've done this, blah, blah, blah. But So I don't think it is. I Mm. think it is Jacob. Um, Maybe. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe uh, while Kat's back there, uh, she has a child. Who knows? Another one. I'll point out, I think it was Jacob because he's credited in the actor's list here, the kid playing Jacob. So I think it's Jacob. On season one? Mm Mm-hmm. Episode one. Yeah, yeah, no, but they do a lot of flashbacks and everything. So, of course, he's in it. Uh, so, he's in it elsewhere. Uh, but um, is is it Jacob, who a grown-up Jacob, standing in the shadows watching Colton and Elliot? Right, could that be. That one seems like it probably is true. And also, it made me think, if for some reason, Jacob, if it was Jacob, he's an adult or right. ish. And uh, if, he, if he goes back to the, to the present... He might actually be the the same age as he would be if he'd grown up in the present. You know, he'd be a little younger than Cat. Right. Okay, that so makes it, sense. Math wise, mm-hmm. I think it could be could yeah. be him. Uh, I don't know who else it could be, but then again, as we say, nothing ever runs true in the way home world because they like to keep you guessing. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be Elliot if he's doing this pond hopping yeah, thing. That's right. You know. So, well, we have yeah, to, it could be. We may could have be. to draw a Venn diagram here to figure this out. <laughs> Venn diagram. We're going to work. Just wanted Venn, to say Venn, Venn diagram, diagram in every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, also, um, how does Evelyn factor in all this? How does her oh, plantation? Right. And also, you know, when they're there at the at the mansion, um, looking out the window, there's some kind of memories going on that, that are very uncomfortable, obviously, for Cat. And well, maybe even I for can guarantee Del. you, knowing what I know about production, that we're going to see this mansion again, but probably in the past. In the past, mm-hmm. yes, I think so too. Now, if she's looking out the window and she's remembering something, is she remembering something from the present or the past? I think it's the past. I don't know. She hasn't gone back yet. So what would she be thinking? Well, she hears hear a lot of strange voices and sound effects when she's looking yeah, at the window. So I know. And she looks troubled. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait to find out. Uh, now, what about the portrait? Who painted it? Uh, now, we know Elliot is an artist. Correct. You see, I think. Not that. So I'm. it could be. 
it, I'm beginning to think that Elliot is the key to this whole I darn know, I think thing. So too. And there's a reason why he also said the pond takes you where he wants to go. He must have heard that somewhere. Right. Why so. would he say that? Okay. Yeah. So, th- but uh, he wasn't coming together I don't now. Know. He wasn't that young. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, the first time Elliot sees Cat when when he gets home, quotes home, air quotes, he seems to be trying to suss out whether or not she's been traveling. And since she doesn't seem to have any stories about seeing Elliot anywhere else, Elliot surmises that you know she hasn't gone back yet. If this, if our theory is is correct. So yeah. he's kind of holding his tongue. He's kind of sitting back and waiting to see when Cat actually knows something. So, right. So it and it would actually be kind of fun if they did that because I'd love to see them in an alternate universe. You know, really passionately getting it uh, together. So, so to speak. <laughs> getting together. <laughs> getting together. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When they can't really do it in the present for some reason, but maybe in the past, you know, there's a little bit more. Well, you know, it's easier to get together with somebody in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that was good. Uh, there's a whole social uh, sociological uh, profile yeah, in yeah. there somewhere, psychological profile. So that's that's one theory. And uh, and I can't... Uh, my, my big question is, uh, what's with the black horse? I was wondering if you're going to get to the horse. Because, know. you know, the horse... I know. What's with the horse? What is this? There's a uh, big black horse that suddenly shows up in Dell's field, and, and she stands there and says, well, where did you come from? Now, what kind of horse was it? Oh, it's probably... looks like maybe a quarter horse. Yeah. Quarter horse cross. Did it? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Maybe maybe an appendix thoroughbred or something. Mm. I'll have to look that up yeah. and see if I... And if any of our listeners know, uh, you know, where this horse came from. So because it's filmed in Canada, it's gonna it's bound to be some Wrangler... Uh, unit up there, right? This on the East this Coast. program, this move, this show is uh, filmed in the Toronto area, right? So. Right, and they do have some beautiful. So all you Toronto there. horse people, yes, you know, let us know. Let us know. I want to know. We know we've got listeners in Canada. I checked whose this horse out. that is and what it is. So, uh, anyway, that's all I've got for a, a kind of a rip roaring first episode synopsis. So, and that's our, that's our theory. We're not necessarily sticking to it. We'll see what happens this Sunday because yeah, if all our theories correct, we will not have to watch. The rest of the episodes. So, you know. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, nonetheless, the, the show retains the same. I'll just talk about the production a little bit. The show retains the same production values. Keith Power does a wonderful job with the music That's again. That's true. He does. Somebody asked on our Facebook site about one of the cues that happens near the end at the pond. And uh, they th- wondered if that was a piece of music that was, uh, you know, that they could get. And I said, well, that's part of the score. Is it, he's really great at those kind of soft string a muted piano cues. He did a lot of those in, in Heartland. In Heartland. Yeah. And so this is a kind of a similar family to that. But he's really incredible score yeah, yeah. Uh, composer, Keith Power. So that's actually probably my favorite part of the show for me. Yeah, that's I love true. the music. Yeah. Listen to this in a big, you know, surround system. It sounds fantastic. So. And of course, Alexander, I mean, you know, it's like a, a writing dynasty. Dynasty. It's a writing dynasty with, um, you know, Heather Conkey, Heather Conkey, her mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I know they've got some new writers I've seen here, but they didn't write this episode, so we'll see where the new writers come right, in. Right. So, um, I wish they would give us ahead of time like who's directing each episode, but maybe. Well, I would you know. guess since they usually direct in blocks that Grant Harvey will direct. I'm the sure next he'll week's do the next episode. One. Yeah, you know, Two it's not always the time. case, but uh, you know, he's going to at least direct thing. another episode, whether it's next week's or not. So, yeah. but we'll see how that goes. But I think it's an interesting, uh, interesting start. As we, as you mentioned, it's a kind of pastoral at the beginning kind of nothing much mm-hmm. happens and then it kind of kicks in halfway through and then we start the story starts moving again 
Right. And we see action start taking place. And I think that was purpose- well, it was quite the that ending. was purposely done. Yeah, you know, but it so. was quite the ending. Yeah. I mean, these guys are oh, yeah. really good at writing cliffhangers. Yeah, it's a it's so a good ending. So you'll ha- just have to you'll just have to tune in to season two, episode one, to see what we're talking about there. And uh, I think that's it for our mystery meat edition. There's no need to, you know. Belabor the point. Belabor the point. I was going to say beat a dead horse, but no. (laughs) (laughs) At least you didn't say ketchup. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we're we're having a lot of fun doing this, but um, in all seriousness, we really like this series. It is a good series, yeah. Really, really good series. And the Hallmark audience is really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. You know, so a lot of people tuning in. I'm sure there are some betting pools. It's like one of those, you know, it's almost like old fashioned water cooler talk the next day, you know, where you. You know, it really is. Did you you watch the show last night? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember we used to watch MASH and all those other ones that were on and. You know, it was the only way to talk about them was at the water cooler. Yeah, so. and now they don't even have water coolers. <laughs> but <laughs> Now you don't even have an office. Everybody's <laughs> remote. So. so join us at our water cooler at the our group on uh, uh, on Facebook, the yes. Hallmark Cafe. And uh, we'll let you in if we like you. Yeah, and no, we, got, we'll you we got the Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Uh, we are up to 222 followers tonight. Wow. We are very excited. And it's, it's, you know, this is episode, episode 60 here. I'm, you know, it's know. amazing to think amazing. about that. Yeah. We, uh, we've also got a couple of really, really fun oh, interviews yeah. coming up. Yeah. Uh, we just did one with uh, Mark Brandon, and that was fun. Yeah, check and, that one out. Uh, uh, we've got some surprises coming. We've got two or three more this, this uh, month. And uh, the one we just recorded is, it's a blockbuster. It's fun. It's, it's going like, to be fun. It's fun. It was fun for us to do, so we're yeah, excited absolutely. about that. So. Uh, so that's it. That's right. That's it for this edition of the Hallmark Cafe. Where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.